Let's start with the basics. What is diabetes and how common is it? Diabetes is extremely prevalent in our society, um, and uh, there are multiple facets to the disease. There are, is type 1 diabetes, there's type 2 diabetes, but essentially what it comes down to is control of blood sugar levels um, within the body and how the control of those blood sugar levels or how the body responds to insulin and how that affects other organ systems. How does having diabetes lead to getting non-healing wounds? Diabetes affects multiple organ systems, and one of the organ systems, actually the largest organ system in the body, is our skin. And what diabetes can affect is it can affect the blood vessels that lead to the lower extremities. Um, it can affect the micro blood vessels or very tiny blood vessels that lead to the skin. And if there is poor oxygen supply to those areas of the body from damaged blood vessels, that can lead to chronic or non-healing wounds. How long does it take for a wound to become non-healing? How long should a person wait to seek treatment? Well, for individuals with diabetes, uh, we recommend very close monitoring of essentially any breakdown of the skin. For some people, we consider chronic wounds to be wounds that are healing outside of what would be a normal expected range, say anywhere from two to four weeks. I get concerned about any individual with diabetes that has any wound. Um, quite honestly, especially, you know, wounds on the lower extremities and the feet, which are areas that are far away from the heart and kind of at the end of blood vessels. So people with diabetes, if they have cuts on their toes, sores around their toenails, they bumped their leg on a chair or a desk or on a cabinet, anything that potentially could result in a wound or could be a wound in someone with diabetes should be looked at by a medical provider. On which part of the body would we most likely see these problems? Typically, with individuals with diabetes, we think about first diabetic foot ulcers. People may hear at their physician's office or their podiatrist's office the shortened version DFUs. And then other areas uh, include the distal lower extremities uh, around the ankle regions. So what can we do to keep our skin safe and healthy? First and foremost, it is good control of their diabetes. Well, what does that mean? That means having good blood glucose control. And there are a lot of screening systems in place. There are good strict uh, follow-up protocols with their endocrinologists and their primary care physicians. There's diet control. There's medication control. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, from a wound standpoint, is good skin care and good foot care. Every uh, patient of mine who has diabetes, I recommend a regular follow-up with a podiatrist. And that will provide them with good nail care as well as other good foot care. And that could include special diabetic shoes. And that could include uh, prosthetic devices for their shoes to ensure that they are not increasing pressure to different regions and things along those lines that could set them up for potentially developing a wound. Uh, the other thing is just daily uh, overall care, hygiene, rinsing with soap and water, ensuring that um, somebody is moisturizing well. For being a man, we don't moisturize nearly enough, and, and women you know, use lotion all the time. Okay. But dry, cracking skin, quite honestly, is one of the biggest reasons why people develop wounds, because bacteria will get into those small little cracks. And in somebody with diabetes who has a limited potential to fight off that infection, uh, that could become a bigger problem. We keep calling them non-healing wounds. Does that mean there's really nothing you can do for treatment? There's lots of things that we can do, okay? There is 
you know, wound healing uh, that the own body will be able to do on its own. And when patients come to see us, it's when the body isn't healing itself and we need to employ advanced wound healing techniques. Before we do anything, we need to make sure that any etiologic factors, so any systems of the body that are inhibiting wound healing are corrected. Number one, you know, we've talked about that diabetes blood sugar control. Number two, making sure that an individual that might have compromised blood flow, that that blood flow is optimized. So that could include a referral to a cardiologist or to a vascular surgeon, somebody that would ensure that that blood flow is appropriate. Number three is, aside from blood glucose control, it's good nutrition. Making sure that somebody has the proper protein in their diet, the proper combination of vitamins, that they're getting the essential nutrients that they need in order to heal a wound. Then we start looking at different properties of the wound uh, and why it might be chronic. Does somebody have swelling of their legs? And that's not controlled. Um, so do we put somebody in compression? Is there a large amount of bacteria or, or something called biofilm? That's where we employ debridement techniques or topical antibiotics or topical enzymatic debridement techniques. And then once we get the wound clean and then once we have uh, accounted for all of the factors that might be contributing to the non-healing nature, then we want to rebuild the tissue. As a plastic surgeon, sometimes that means surgery. That means sometimes using somebody's own skin, such as a skin graft. Sometimes that may involve uh, performing a flap procedure where I would remove tissue from one part of the body and transfer it to another for reconstruction. Sometimes it doesn't have to be that fancy, though. And we can use different types of grafts in the clinic, such as biologic grafts or xenografts that, that comes from animal tissue. Sometimes we can use basic collagen dressings that can act as a scaffolding and allow somebody's own tissue to heal. So a lot of these advanced wound healing techniques have to be very uh, adaptive to the patient's condition and what they need. Can all of them be healed? We shoot for a greater than 90% healing rate. And that is our goal. And a lot of the wounds that we heal, were, were most of the time, were between a 95 and 100% healing rate. Obviously, you know, 100 would be shooting to the moon if we could do that all the time. However, we can't do that all the time. Sometimes the limiting factors of poor blood flow or uh, where the tissue is so damaged from lack of oxygen that we can't heal these wounds. And that's when sometimes these situations result in amputations. So there's a, a big push in the wound healing community, in the podiatry community, the vascular surgery and, and plastic surgery communities for something called limb salvage, doing what we need to do to uh, prevent these diabetic lower extremity wounds or diabetic foot ulcers from resulting in an amputation. And we get very aggressive about treating these wounds. And finally, if I get one, am I susceptible to getting them all the time? It all depends on why that wound occurred. If that wound was from a trauma, if you know somebody was out for a walk one day and they slipped on ice and, and cut their leg on, on a curb, that's a one-time event. And hopefully they would heal that pretty quickly. Now, if somebody has uncontrolled you know, blood sugar levels, poor nutrition, they have lower extremity swelling, otherwise known as lymphedema or venous stasis disease, and those contributing factors are not controlled, then they may suffer from chronic wounds or recurring wounds. Dr. Holzman, thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully, this will help us take better care of our skin and stay a little bit healthier.